Hey there! I'm Josh. And I'm Jade. And on this episode of Our Taste is Trash, we review the gore-filled film Renfield, discuss our weekly watches, and talk the latest update on the Harry Potter TV series. So remember to rate, review, and follow wherever you listen. Stick around! Let's all go to the lobby. Let's all go to the lobby. Let's all go to the lobby to get ourselves a treat. Welcome into another episode of Our Taste is Trash. I'm Josh. And I'm Jade. Jade, mm-hmm. breaking news. Right off the top. Ooh. Uh, since we talked so much about Harry Potter last week, mm-hmm. we need to bring in a part two because we've learned... <laughs> We've learned more. More news has come uh, out. Not just fan theories, but actual news yeah. from Warner Brothers. I think the most important news, Jade, mm-hmm. is it's not HBO Max anymore. Yeah, it's Max. It's just Max. Which there was already rumors what, that was going to happen. What fucking brainchild were sitting around in a fucking room and being like, "We guys, 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 guys. We need a rebrand. We need a rebrand. Well, remember, because of the merge with Discovery Plus. So Discovery Plus is going away, and it's yes. now being added. So to them, they're like, well, you can't have it just be HBO because it's everything included. So I think Max logically makes sense if you're removing HBO from the brand and trying to encompass more brands. But, like, wh- what is Max? Like, you know what I mean? Like, when you're, like, Googling does, it. Does it just mean that HBO shows are going to get shittier? No, I don't think so. I think they're going to still have the same slate. But I just think that now that they're adding fucking Discovery Plus and all that other bullshit on there, I think they're going to have less room to add newer. So, you know what I mean? Like, I feel like they're going to only have very select shows coming into HBO now. I can see that. Well, the big news is, though... We did hear from Warner Brothers, and they have reached an agreement with HBO and J.K. Rowling mm. to do a TV series for the original seven books. <sighs> so it is happening. That That's the only official news that we've gotten. We, we assume it's going to be seven seasons. We assume a lot of things at this point, but there's been a lot of noise about casting this. But more mm-hmm. importantly, I think this is something we discussed. I can't remember if it was on the show or... Uh, are off after we were done, but we were talking about the cursed child a little bit and why that hadn't been turned into a movie. Oh, right. Mm-hmm. We did get some clarity in that. We heard some rumors. Essentially, the studio Warner Brothers went around to the main actors and they went to Rupert Grint, they went to Daniel Radcliffe, and they went to Emma Watson and they were like, "Hey guys, we want to do a cursed child. We would obviously need you guys for mm-hmm. that casting. It would only make sense." Can you know? Do you guys want to be a part of it? And apparently, Rupert was like, "Okay, like I, I could probably do that." And Daniel Radcliffe and Emma Watson said, "Fuck no." They were like, "Is <laughs> JK, JK? Yeah. Is JK going to be part of it? Because if she is, we, we do not want to be a part of that fucking film." Yeah. Wild. I mean, I mean that. I don't think wild from their standpoint. They're both very different actors from where they were. I feel like Rupert has done some great stuff, but maybe, maybe. He, I don't think he's made enough he just, a name for himself. No, because he's not in as many, I would say, either box office productions or TV shows that have really like stood out versus yeah. like obviously Dino Radcliffe made a major name for himself coming out of Harry Potter, Emma Watson as well, which Emma Watson hasn't even been honestly in a lot of stuff, but I think she's just a, a name. You know? I think she's a name because she's so recognizable from Harry Potter, yes. but then like a, even apart from it, not mm-hmm. just from her 
acting work because she's done some major blockbuster stuff and she's yeah, also she has. done some i think she, did she do a tv series i'm trying to i was about to say tv series but i don't know that she has i don't think she has but i mean she was Belle and beauty and the beast in yeah the reboot you know like she, also i feel like she's made a name for herself outside of film yeah it's like a humanitarian a humanitarian yeah. and doing other work so she's mm-hmm. recognized and has a following she has a huge book club yes. that people follow i mean and is known for women's empowerment so yep. i don't think she can fit her brand around being back in Harry Potter again with J.K. Rowling, someone no. who's a known fucking turf. And Daniel Radcliffe is very open about how he feels about a lot of things, like politically and, yeah. and everything else, you know, and... I feel very... I don't know why, like, because I, I think we're almost the same age, like, yeah. very, very close, but, like, I feel, like, proud of Daniel Radcliffe. Like, when I see... Uh, having grown up in Harry Potter and being like, yeah. Daniel, you've, like... I love what he's really done with his something. career. Yeah. Yeah, and he as a person is, like, seems like a really fucking cool dude. He like, does. You know what like, I, mean? I feel like he could be a real... Right, like, he had the capacity to be a real goddamn doucher, right? Yes. Because he was yeah. a child star. like a, me- And we're not just talking about like massive Mega. child star. Yeah. And he is so open with talking about his struggles with like alcoholism and yeah. drug abuse. And he's like, well, I guess more alcoholism. But, yeah. and kind of being like, I had to overcome this from a young age because I didn't know how to fucking handle being famous. Like yeah. it was so fucked up. And I was like, I can imagine like being Yeah, it's a lot of like child stars years old. stories. Imagine, imagine being thirteen years old and being just known everywhere you go. Yeah, you can't escape it. And also not even being really known for yourself because his identity was so wrapped up in Harry Potter. Like if he went somewhere it was not, oh my God, that's Daniel Radcliffe is oh my God, that's Harry Potter. So I think here's going back to Harry Potter Here's my concern. I'm not concerned that it's HBO, right? Because I think if they actually put this in the hands of folks at HBO who put on great film and TV, like we know that they do, I'm okay with that. I think that that part of this production is in good hands. I think the question comes in now, who is going to work with J.K. Rowling? What talent pool is going to want to work with her at this point? Young, trying to break into the industry. They're just going to take what they can get. Okay, so say say we get a great casting, though, for, you know, the Harry Potter, for uh, Hermione, and even for Ron. What about the adult actors? Are there still going to be a talent pool that wants to sign yes. on? Like, like yes, I'm talking, Josh. I'm talking because... known people who, I don't know. like like Yes, because I think at the end of the day, there's still people that are going to look past JK being a turf who just need the paycheck and want the notoriety. But we're going to miss out. Yes. I think that's right. Because no, there yeah, are going to yeah. be people we're that are going sure to, at face miss, value, say no. Because the thing is, is I think if you were to say, okay, we're rebooting this and we're all, you know, we're all okay with it. Like, what's your dream cast? I think everyone has ideas of who would ideally be the best person for each role. But I don't think we're ever going to see that because those types of people, that caliber of people, I don't think would sign on to I be think, in I, this. I think if J.K. Rowling had removed herself, this would have been a Star Wars reboot situation. I sure. think everyone would have come out of the woodwork yeah. just to be an extra in this TV series. Of course. And now I feel like you're going to be limited with the choices that you have mm-hmm. because no matter what, you are going to be tainted in some way for accepting mm-hmm. this role because it's going to be, oh, not... Oh, you're in Harry Potter. That's great. Oh, right. you're in Harry Potter. You're with J.K. Rowling, and you must agree with her in some way. But I mean, look at the talent pool they got for Fantastic Beasts, though, and she's involved in that. It's not like it's true. I mean, but let's face it. They got like you said it best yourself. Fantastic Beasts. No, they has fucking tanked. suck. But they still got the talent pool. Like you know and what it I mean? It hasn't made them as much money as they they of originally not. wanted. Yeah, no one cares. 
Yeah, about that stuff. No, I mean I've watched them, but like I'm not rushing to the theater on opening night. Going, it it sucks. Yeah, Yeah. it. Yeah, I'm just not. No, I don't know. I, I I'm I'm feeling that part of it has me concerned about who they're going to get. I just don't think it's going to be good. And I would be very surprised if they actually kept the series on to the end. I would be Ooh. very, very surprised. That, oh, how do they, how do you though, let's talk about that though. How do you start a reboot of one of the most iconic film franchises and then abandon it? In the middle, if that's really what happens. Because look at who's running it now. Like, if they had the balls to fucking cut, like, they first of all, not even releasing Batwoman, right? Like, that was fully produced. So all that money that they had to spend on making that film, gone. They're not going to see a nickel of it back because they left it on the cutting room floor. It's done. It's not even being shown to us. If they're okay with that shit and also removing properties from their platform, which would have also gained like monetary value over time, like by just like removing it. I mean, I don't think they have any fucking problem at all. I think they would immediately cut it and then send all of the seasons they'd already filmed to a platform that has paid ads. Oh, shudder. That's what I'm saying. That's that's exactly what they would do because then they would get that money back and they wouldn't worry about more loss. This is just a Harry Potter podcast now. That's uh, 24-7 every week. Update. Harry Potter update. Recently, or I should say this last week, it feels yeah. like everything has dropped on every platform. A bajillion shows. Have I need dropped. to talk about this first, Jade. Okay. Marvelous Miss Maisel, final season. Oh, three man. episodes just dropped, which yeah. let's just let's take a minute here. Thank you, Amazon Prime, for sticking with the formula of multiple not giving us the entire season, but giving us enough to a remember where the fuck we were. Yeah. And two Get us up to speed of where we're going yeah. in the season. This Kind of get exa- you back into it. This is what I want out of Ted Lasso. This is exactly the pacing I wish I had in Ted Lasso. Mm-hmm. And I don't know how to feel yet, though, about this season, mm-hmm. Jade. There's a whole bunch that happens. I'm not sure I'm excited yet about the direction. But, I mean, it's enough to make me, of course, want to keep watching because... yeah. I think currently like where I'm at with it is like I am enjoying it. I think they're doing a great job as always, but I am not the biggest fan of they're kind of doing this thing where they're interspersing scenes of the future into the scenes that we're watching now. So they're giving us glimpses into essentially where Midge and her family's lives have gone because with this being the last season, I think they're trying to give the audience some sort of like closure or some you know idea of like what happens to her because i my prediction is by the end of the season she's gonna have some sort of big break and that's gonna be what skyrockets her career to where they're now showing us it has gone in the future so i just i don't know it's the vibes a little off for me feels a little weird yeah it's just a little uncertain because this this season feels very different from the pacing of the previous four seasons that we've yes. seen. This was season mm-hmm. five, right? I'm not off no. on one, two, three, four, five. This yeah. is four, Is this right? four? <gasps> I don't know. Hold on. I can't remember now. It's been a while. It's been um, a while. This has been so spaced out. This is... No, you're, you're right. Season five. Ooh, it is. Season is. Five. Oh, okay. Yes, got it. Yeah, nine oh, episodes this season. My one complaint, though, about Amazon Prime, as always, they do horrible recaps, if any, <laughs> with their shows. Like, all I want is, especially when you have a show that has spanned as long as Miss Maisel has now. Just give me the highlights of like what you want me to remember. Like actual. Did. Mm, yeah, 
I had no problem getting back into this. They didn't, though. They didn't no, get No, I... It was I, really a recap. Yeah, but it's not that hard to remember. There's only, like, three significant things that happened. Yeah. And it was all at the end of this last episode yeah. of the last season. I guess. Maybe I should just go back and watch the last episode of the it's last just season. what I did. Oh, see, see. That, but I also wanted... But you watched the last episode, so you knew. I just also really wanted to rewatch the sex scene between her and... Um, Lenny Bruce. Bruce. Lenny yeah. Bruce. Yeah. 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 Which I forgot. It was like not really much of a sex scene. Either. It wasn't. There I mean, wasn't much that happened. I mean, kind of sad. Yeah. Yeah. They blew it. Well, because yeah. they're like, it's 1960s and it's, <laughs> and it's Midge. So we can't show like too much. And I'm like, you showed her and Joel fucking naked on a tree. So yep. I don't understand. Oh, I forgot about that. Thank you. Yeah. Why we couldn't have that with Lenny Bruce. It's fine. Uh, well. Yeah. Well, what else have you been watching, Jade? Well, if I grab my phone from the floor. <laughs> Um, so I watched the premiere of the new show Florida Man on Netflix, which, um, I just, I don't know. It's interesting. So obviously, can I, can I just cut in here? It's not good. Like, can we agree on that? Yeah. It's not great, but I am just intrigued by how much of like Florida they show and like, what are the references? So they're supposed to be in like central Florida and they're supposed to be kind of in the Orlando-ish area, but they're like actually on the coast, which Orlando's not on the coast. It's an hour away. That's it's, what, it's literally an hour. Yeah. So I don't. That pissed me off from the minute I started watching it. think that all the time who don't understand the amount of people that will go to fucking Disney and think that they're like by the beach. No. It doesn't no. Tampa though. Like people say like, oh, you're on the beach. And I'm like, no, we're not. Tampa's like, on the beach. We're on the bay. We're on the bay. But so we like, don't have a beach. We have water. So you have to okay. go to St. Pete. Or clear water. 30 minutes away. It's closer than Orlando, but sure. neither one has beaches. No. Yeah. Um, so anyways, but the references are so bizarre. Like, I'm trying to figure out what this show is. Like, they keep trying to show us this, like, idea, this, like, typical, like, Florida man thing. Like, they have this one scene where it's like, a Florida man was arrested today for holding up a gas station with a World War II grenade. And it's like this, like, one guy has a grenade. He's, like, threatening the gas station attendant. He pulls out a fucking katana sword and they're screaming <laughs> at each other. And then the guy just ends up taking out a gun and shoots him in the face. This is Tuesday. And <laughs> this is Tuesday in Florida. And the, <laughs> that's what they're trying to portray. And I was like, I mean, like, yes, but no, because the okay, we talked about before where the problem with Florida is and what the idea of Florida man is. We have this thing called the Sunshine Laws where you can report on anything. There's no privacy in reporting, so therefore Well, it's also unlike a lot of states, when you get arrested, you're your it, police records yes, are public, public records. information. So before you even go to court, yes. anything that's in the police report is there. Is there yeah. for people to There's report? There's literally on. a newspaper that you can get at the gas station that is literally just mugshots of everyone who has been arrested that week. I'm yeah. not even joking. I found like classmates in this thing, oh, and nice. yeah. So like that's where this perception of like Florida man comes from. Because I'm like watching them. Like this could also be Wisconsin, to be uh, honest. Like you know what I mean. Also, like, you know what's crazy about like Wisconsin? It's funny you made yeah. it. It's the drunkest state in America. Yes. They have more DUIs than any state. And that includes fucking Florida. Yes, that's yeah. what I'm saying. So it's like this kind of idea of like, I get it, haha, Florida man. Like they have a guy like shooting fish off of a dock. And I'm like, but that could also be Texas. The, like, you know what I mean? When that, well, Thank they, you. They don't have as much water. That's, yeah. Uh, but yeah. they still have water. Sure, it's Texas. Yeah, yeah. So, but that's the thing. So I'm just, I'm kind of like, okay, haha, I get it. But also I'm like, like I don't know. I just didn't get. I I also I I only made it three episodes in, and I didn't understand. It was like kind of murder mystery, kind of this weird gangster redemption story. And I'm it's like, like a, I don't, it's a treasure hunting adventure story. Yeah, and I'm like, I don't. This is not what I wanted. There's no murder this mystery. Is, this is not what I wanted out of a show called Florida Man. 
If you had called it yeah. anything else, maybe I could have gotten into it. But like, I, there is too much internet sensation around what Florida Man is, and it should have been a show that was way funnier than this one is. I actually thought this was going to. I, for some reason, I thought this was based on a novel by um, Carl. Oh fuck, what's his name? He's like a. He's also from Florida. He's a local writer, but he has a lot of published novels. Um, anyways, but I thought this was like one of his and turns out it's not some like random dude wrote it. So I was like, also, by the way, I have a gripe because the main character is played by Edgar Ramirez, who has a Spanish accent, but then his dad doesn't have an accent. Neither does his sister, but supposedly he grew up there. So I'm like, so where the fuck did he get his accent from? (laughs) I don't think the show gives a fuck. Like, honestly, (laughs) like, like this show just seems haphazardly kind of cobbled together. And I was like, I don't understand what this is. This No. And the the title was the best part of the entire show. Yeah. Honestly. Yeah. Yeah. Although there is one character called Buzz who is 100% the epitome of a Florida man. (laughs) I swear to God, that man could be my uncle. Like, you know, I'm just like, oh, that's, yeah. I think that actor has to be from Florida. Like, that's just, <laughs> yeah. Oh, what but, else you got? Uh, so, I also started the series on Apple TV Plus, The Last Thing He Told Me, starring Jennifer Gardner and Nikolai Coster-Waldo. Um, so, this is based on a um, New York Times bestselling novel um, where this man essentially disappears after his company is investigated for embezzlement and fraud and basically he writes this note to his wife who there i've only been married for like i think like a little over a year and says like just as protect her talking about his daughter and he leaves him a bag full of cash so now um she jennifer gardner has to basically unravel what he got into what the money is for and who she's trying to protect his daughter from interesting yeah what is it on again? Uh, Apple TV Plus. Ooh, another Apple, reason to get Apple TV Plus. There, yeah, they have actually quite <laughs> um, a few new shows coming out. They have this one called Hijack with I think Idris Elba about a Ooh. hijacked plane. So the entire series is going to take place on that plane. And if anyone knows me, I love plane movies. <laughs> <laughs> As we talked about before, they also have I think another show um, coming up. Oh, which one is it? Um, I don't know. They have, oh, Platonic with um, Seth Rogen and Rose Byrne. Interesting. Yeah, that's a comedy that is about a platonic pair of former best friends approaching midlife who reconnect after a long rift. And then their friendship becomes more consuming and destabilizes their lives in a hilarious way. I will say one plug, uh, switching gears for HBO, that they still can pump out high quality TV secession specifically secession i don't think i talked about this last week because i don't think i'd seen it yet see we're in season four now episode three which is connor's wedding Mm -hmm. is some of the best television that i've seen in a long long time i mean the this not just the acting the caliber of acting so essentially spoiler for those of you who haven't been keeping up with um secession Roy uh, dies like he mm-hmm. the the father dies so there's this whole episode where one it's so amazing to watch the actors go the kids go from I kind of don't believe it because this could be another ploy from my dad like I don't oh, know right. if this yeah. is actually happening to holy shit this is actually happening what's amazing is in the middle of this episode there is literally a take that 
looks like it's one long take for 27 minutes. Oh, wow. Okay, yeah. It just goes around the boat and they're like, you know, having these conversations, moving in and out of this room, going to get other siblings and other people to kind of figure out like what the fuck is actually going on. Mm -hmm. Here's the mind blowing part that I didn't know until I was researching it. So they shoot this whole series on film to give it that grainier. That alone ups your production costs like five times. Yeah. I mean, it's not cheap to shoot on film. That's why No. no one does it anymore. Except you're a Spielberg or George Lucas. But <laughs> I actually hey. I think Childish Gambino did shoot a film. Uh, oh, on a film. music video on film? Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah, yeah. I can yeah. see that. But it's expensive. It's one of those things where they go, why the fuck? We can just do that in digital, yes. you know, in post. So film cameras, I'm going to get technical here for a minute. Most standard film cameras can only handle or only have a roll of 10 minutes. So you have 10 minutes of one shot. That's all that's in a film canister. Mm-hmm. So obviously you can't do one shot with one camera. They literally took film canisters and disguised them around the set to hide them. And they had two cameras basically shooting, not simultaneously, but within close proximity to one another. Mm -hmm. So when one film canister ended, the other camera could pick up the shot and keep the scene going while the other one reloaded, then caught up with the other camera to then when they ran out of film continue the shot oh and i was like this is this is next level directing producing the acting like i have to say kieran culkin that that guy is the most talented of all the culkins like his acting <laughs> in this show is outstanding like yeah it's also the most attractive his esquire shoe recently uh, i was like oh okay i see you kieran jade I, I think i've mentioned this before and i don't know why for some reason i always want to call kieran culkin rory culkin no and yeah, I want to. I went to the internet, Jade, because uh-huh. I want to feel validated in my mistake. Yeah, like no one can. Multiple people, multiple people, for some reason, think Kieran Culkin is Rory Culkin. I don't Jesus know why. Christ. Yeah, they look nothing alike. No, honestly. I know they don't. Which I don't. Yeah, that's wild. Wild. Anyway, secession. Uh, anything else before we uh, go into our movie this week? Uh, yeah, just some quick ones. I started the new TV show Power on Amazon Prime. That's also based on a best-selling novel. Ooh. Um, it's a bit of a slow burn, so I'm like three episodes in, and I feel like they're only just now getting into what the main plot is supposed to be. But I don't know if that's because it follows like five separate women's stories. Mm. So I think it's just like kind of trying to truck through each story. I'm gonna wait till you tell me how that is because like I've wanted yeah. to start that, but like no, I had this sense that it was to, gonna be slow. Yeah, I'll have to watch more and see if it's even worth it. Um, I just watched the season two premiere, Single Drunk Female. That's on Freeform. I Ooh. really enjoyed the first season. Um, so second season is shaping up to be really good. I'm really excited about it. And then um, also I just, oh my God, because like <laughs> there was so much that just came out. Um, Jury Duty, which has been all over my freaking TikTok, which is on Free V, which is used to be formerly IMDb TV. So it's a free streaming service through IMDb. Um, but Jury Duty is basically where they have a bunch of actors in a courtroom playing a jury, judge, prosecutor everything and there's one person who is not so basically they had this guy respond to a craigslist ad saying if he would like to join a jury panel that would be filmed um for a reality television show so he god this man did not question if that was legal at all or normal um because you have to have jury summons (laughs) to sit on a jury but he does not realize that everyone there's actors so one of them actually plays himself which is james marston and it's 
fucking incredible. It's so funny. This would not work with me. I would have called out four of the other people as actors because one of them <laughs> is from uh, The Sex Lives of College Girls. Um, and I think one of the other actors, I've seen him in something else before too. So I'd have been like, this is weird. There's a lot of actors, There's a lot of in actors row here. on this jury panel. <laughs> on this jury panel. Bizarre for this reality, quote unquote, you know, TV show. But um, that one's really good. And then, of course, we have. Um, Blind Spotting just came back for its new season, so I'm stoked about that. Already back in it, and yeah, it's a lot, nice. a lot, lot going on. Movie review, first look. Well, let's take a look at our movie this week, which is Renfield. It's I was going to say streaming, but it's playing now, only in theaters. I'm sure it will be streaming very shortly. Yes. <laughs> Jade, I have to ask you first. What are your were your first thoughts on this film? So this to me was exactly what I thought it was going to be, which is kind of stupid, silly action comedy, a little bit of horror. I knew it was going to be a little bit over the top. Um, and honestly, it didn't disappoint. I think we'll get into what I thought were some trashes later. But overall, I just thought it was enjoyable. Like it was a laughable, enjoyable movie. You know what's funny for me? I think this, for me, is equal parts. I equally enjoyed it and equally was disappointed in this film. And hmm. we'll get into that a little more in the review. But I think on the over-the-top part, it, this movie didn't go far enough. It didn't go where I wanted it to because you had these great moments of jokes that were being set up or even... You know, funny little, I feel like, dialogue moments between some of the characters. And then for some reason, they would just go in another direction. And I'm like, yeah, why? Why? Continue that through line. And, you know, I think I went into this film expecting Deadpool. And I didn't quite get that. Why would you expect Deadpool going because into this? I think it's because no. I think it's because the voiceover that they added over the character of Renfield. I was expecting this like, because he. I feel like he was really trying to bring out his inner Ryan Reynolds in doing that role. No. That's what it felt like to me. And well, you, you were wrong. I, I maybe was, I was that's wrong. why you have more issues with it. I do have some yeah. pretty good points, though, on why, where I think they went wrong and where I think they could have really brought this to mm. an immortal, uh, really immortal type of film. But, okay. And it wasn't, you know what? I was going to blame Nick Cage, but I'm not because he was fucking fantastic. He's always fantastic. He is always fantastic. Yeah. He really is. He brought his A game. Yeah. Yeah. You know why? You know why he's always fantastic? He has that chip on his shoulder from his uncle. Yeah. Well, funny enough, (laughs) Nicolas Cage has always wanted to play Dracula. Like always. His entire career. And so he finally got the opportunity with this movie. And I think he was like, I'm not fucking this up for anything. I am goddamn Dracula finally. And... Funny enough, his uncle also directed the 1990, what, two Dracula film with, with Keanu, Keanu Reeves. Reeves. Yeah, which Nicolas Cage was not in. I know. <laughs> Gary Oldman. <laughs> yeah, Gary Oldman. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he wasn't even an extra in that film, so. No, he was like, Nick, <gasps> get the fuck off the set. You know, you know Nick was like, hey, I see you're directing a film with Keanu, mm. and, uh, you know, maybe there's a role for old Nick, old, oh, old nephew Nicky Nick. Cage. Yeah, and he's just like. <laughs> Fuck no. <laughs> Absolutely not. No. Yeah. It's like somebody come come get Nicholas over here. <laughs> get him barred from this. There's yeah. just a picture of him on the, yes. <laughs> on the film set. Do not let him yeah, in. Do not set. let him in. Yeah. <laughs> All right. We're gonna take a quick break. We're gonna come back. We're going to review our film this week. It's Renfield. It's in theaters now. 
feature presentation. Sorry to interrupt. Are you okay? I need to get out of a toxic relationship. Why don't you start by telling us what brought you here? My boss, he's different. You can't get him out of your head. No. I need your assistance. I'm coming, master! Oh, you feel like he could destroy you with the snap of his fingers. Wouldn't even need to snap. Okay. Uh-huh, that sounds familiar. Yeah, what? Renfield. Braming innocent victims. I want a handful of nuns, a busload of cheerleaders. And I just want a normal life again. Our movie this week is Renfield. It is not streaming. I can't I can't stop. It's so it's so ingrained <laughs> in me over these episodes. It is playing now in theaters. It stars, of course, the infamous Nicolas Cage, mm-hmm. along with Nicholas Holt. Yep. What do you think they did Holt and Cage the whole time? Holt! Cage. I mean, have to that or Nicholas and Nick, yeah. but I mean it's a, it's, it sounds like a it sounds like a law firm. Holt and Cage. Yeah. Attorneys at law. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, yes. Along with Aquafina and Ben Schwartz. And Schwartz. And directed by Chris McKay, who mm. also directed uh, marvelous feats of cinema like The Tomorrow War. Oh god. The Lego Batman movie. Oh, all of so, Chris Pratt. Got yeah, it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Everything with Chris Pratt. Yeah. Also was a co-producer for 45 episodes of Robot Chicken back in the day. Interesting. And even more important, we're going to do a deep cut into oh. Adult Swim here. Moral Oral co-producer for 2 years. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Right? Wow. So fascinating. Back in the animation days, he's an animation guy that just really started doing it looks like a handful of uh, stuff, you know, Chris Pratt stuff, really. Yeah. 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 Hmm. Who then probably knows Nick Cage, and I don't know, going from there. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> oh God. But Jade, I want to start right off with this film by, for folks who may not know what this is, yes, telling us a little bit about what this film's about. So Renfield decides to leave his centuries-long line of work as a henchman familiar to Count Dracula and finds a new lease on life in modern-day New Orleans when he falls in love with a feisty but perennially aggressive traffic cop named Rebecca Quincy. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Uh, Jade, let's start right What What was trash for you in this film? Um, So probably, like... Okay, so there was some plot stuff that I just didn't think was necessary. So essentially the plot of this film is kind of almost like a gangster film, but then Dracula gets involved, and I didn't mind that at all. Like, I actually thought that was really funny, and I enjoyed that. But then there was some stuff that I just wasn't necessarily, like, necessary. and didn't add anything to the plot, even in ways of humor. So, like, Rebecca's whole thing with her dad being killed in the line of duty and then her sister working for the FBI because if you think about it her sister had nothing else to do in the film like she didn't bring anything else to the story except for at the end when she died and was resurrected but then again that didn't add anything else either because that wasn't even a hard choice for Rebecca because she never even chose to resurrect her sister by joining Dracula. They just fought Dracula and then resurrected her sister in the end. Thank you, Jade. Yes. I mean, you know what I feel like this is like? Have you, 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 have you ever watched The Big Bang Theory? Yes. And where uh, Amy makes, mm-hmm. uh, Sh- or Sheldon makes Amy watch Indiana Jones? Yeah. And she goes, oh, I just find this a little bit humorous because of the massive plot hole. And he yeah. goes, there is no plot hole. What are you talking about? And he goes, <laughs> she goes, yeah, in everything in the movie still would have happened even if Indiana Jones wasn't in the movie. 
Yep. And he's like, but, but, but no, he goes, they still would have gotten the Ark. The Nazis still would have taken it to the island. Yep. They would have opened it up and they all would have died without Indiana Jones being there. Being there. I was like, oh yeah. my God. Like, it feels like that. It just, yes. like you said, wasn't needed. Didn't matter. No, it didn't do anything for us. Like, that didn't, we didn't need that backstory to explain Rebecca's like behavior, like, or why she wasn't a dirty cop. Like, we didn't need any of that. It could just been like, that's just who she is. Most of Aquafina's storyline, honestly, could have been filled with more Renfield. Yes. That was the biggest complaint for me in this yeah. film is that. I wanted to know more about, you could have done Renfield flashbacks. You mm-hmm. could have done more modern day. I would have taken more just random montages of Renfield oh my God. doing stuff in New Orleans. So that's going to be a treasure of mine like later, but it's the actual black and white flashbacks. <laughs> we'll get into that more. Okay. But yeah, like I agree. I think had we seen more about what is life for Renfield like in this modern age while still serving his master, you know, or... Or, Honestly, I would have taken more Nick Cage in those minutes that could have been used up for, you know what I mean? Oh my God, yeah, because he's brilliant. And especially like when we first are introduced to him, he like obviously has been through something and he's fucked up. So he's trying to like come back to full power. And so he looks insane. And I think like there are some missed opportunities to go between that, I think, like those interactions between Dracula and Renfield and also Dracula navigating this modern world because we don't exactly know how long they've been here and how much of the modern world he's been a part of, you know? So like it would have been really funny if, I don't know, there were some sort of like interactions with that of like, or if Renfield got introduced to like, you know, like Doja Cat and oh he God. brings it back to Dracula and he's like, oh, I've got some like new, new tunes, master. And he plays it. And then Dracula's like listening to Doja Cat. Like, you know what I mean? And, like, I, and I really feel like we were heading in that direction in parts of the film. But then it was almost as if the plot that that storyline was mm-hmm. interrupted by this need for a narrative that had to be driven forward in yeah. some regards. And I was like, we don't need that in a com- like we've established that you can have a successful comedy today with a very loose plot yes and more on character development and that's i think that's where i'm coming from this mm. film i expected more of that i wanted more of those funny quirky odd moments because i know nicholas holt can fucking bring it yeah and like absolutely. especially if you go and watch i've talked about the great on this show mm-hmm. so many times he is amazing in that show, which I'm sure is yeah. one of the reasons he's in this movie well, with like, Nicolas Cage. Even this role for him is very reminiscent of him in, what was the the zombie movie where he falls in love that's like based on Romeo and Juliet? Oh my God. Um, warm Bodies? Yes, 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 Warm Bodies. 100% it is. Yeah, you know, and we we've seen him obviously do the same role very, very well with a script that was written very well. You know what this almost feels like? This almost feels like someone had written this loose gangster film. And then they went, this isn't really working, and just tried to overlay this vampire story on top of it. That's kind of what it felt like to me. Because <laughs> I was even, like, look, I knew I know you need a nemesis in this, sh- in this movie to drive it forward, to have a battle and do all these yeah. things. So that's fine. I think the gangsters served their purpose. But we were diving so much, I felt like, into this crime family that I didn't yes. care. Like, even yeah. the scenes for me where we're talking about the crime family, all the problems they're having, you know, the son that needs to come up. Like, honestly, Ben Schwartz, I love him. I think his whole storyline 
it didn't matter to me. Yes. Like him becoming the vamp, like like the next Renfield at the end wasn't established correctly, I felt. Mm. I didn't care enough. And I never felt that like he was going to replace Renfield. It didn't. No, I, was never a I completely agree on that because I think that was like my other trash as well was just the fact that like the gangster storyline also we like gave us too much information that was also not needed. Like we didn't need as much backstory for that. Like I'm perfectly fine being like, hey, these gangsters run things in New Orleans. Yep. And they're bad. And that's all we need to know. And then basically there's that crossing of paths between Teddy Lobo and Dracula. And I and I don't mind that being the plot of like, hey, like you are this all powerful being. Maybe you can make us all powerful and then we can finally like run this town. Yeah. But it needed to be established, like you said, better and clearer. But you know, it would have been better if A, he didn't have the, his mom character. Yes. B, it was just him. If he didn't have all the other gang stuff and it was more scenes between Bren Schwartz and Nicolas Cage and that time was filled with, hey, I'm seeing because you're telling me that Renfield is fucking me behind my back. Yeah. That I'm going to make you this my next familiar. Yes. And then you would have had this dichotomy and this that battle at the end between Renfield and Lobo would have actually meant something. Right. It didn't like you knew it was going to happen, but you had no emotion. I didn't at least going into it going, oh, no, like Renfield's going to lose. You knew that he was going to win. Well, yeah, of course. And because there was never anything that set you up for saying, oh, there's actually something that may happen that's going to be negative, yeah. you know? I think, too, because even though it was, yes, it was, like, f- it was funny, Ben Schwartz's character, Teddy Lobo character was, like, a funny role. I think, too, because, almost because of that, we never saw him as a threat ever. 100%. And I think that was the problem. I yep. think I think if they made him comedic, but an actual real threat, I think it would have felt like there were higher stakes. And I think that was the other thing for me, is the stakes weren't high enough. Like, I knew the entire time, I was like, well, Rebecca's not going to die um, even her dead sister, I didn't feel bad about. Like, well, and then I when mean, to your point, because we didn't know her. Like, even when it was happening, I was like, "Oh no, her sister." Do we even care that did, she's been kidnapped? Yes, like, I was I like, okay. I, also, I'm like, well, if she could be resurrected with Dracula blood, then what is even the fucking point? Yeah, you know what I mean. And like that kind of again, it was like funny and like clever at the end when his like um, codependency anonymous group was all resurrected. Oh, that was fun- but that's funny as shit. But because, that was yeah, yeah, but that like made sense because we actually got to know these people and, you know, like I love <laughs> that is like my treasure, but Mark's whole spiel about seeing the other side and coming back haunted. <laughs> Amazing. Amazing. Let's go into treasure. Yeah. So there are some really great parts. I think again, they were just I think you know what they were afraid to do is make this movie less than an hour and a half. You know what I mean? Like if they oh. made this 110, because it was only like what 126 or yeah, it was about 130, almost, 135, yeah. something like yeah. that. And so I feel like some of those scenes they left in that didn't need to be. But anyway, what was what was treasure for you in this film? Oh man, so it's kind of like yes and no on this because they had some great runners, and I think it was a missed opportunity to keep the runners. So one of them was the fuck you, Kevin. So they kind of had it throughout, but I would have loved to see it almost more. So there was this cop who named Kevin, who kind of always kept like getting in everybody's business or like saying things at the end of what other people are saying. And so Aquafina's character, like Rebecca kept saying like, fuck you, Kevin. And then like, they brought it around a little bit in the end when like the chief, like police chief was like, yeah, fuck you, Kevin. But I wanted to see it even more. I wanted it to almost be like every turn. 
It's I, always a fuck you, Kevin. That's it. J- yeah. The running jokes, the 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 run through, whatever you want to call them, the pull through jokes, the ones yes. that are supposed to run through the entire movie didn't, didn't. go far enough. Yes. And, and I almost never say that because nine times out of ten, it feels like as an audience member, you get beat over the head with some of yeah, that shit. Yeah, yeah. This didn't go far enough. Yes. The same joke. You know the, you know the joke I'm going to say? Yes. This the, is Scott my other one. the Scott joke. The Scott joke. Which was so good. Go it was so good. Like that. It, they set it up. The and then... Scott joke was literal Ryan Reynolds level yeah. humor. Like it was so fucking funny because you start out, it starts out essentially in the, uh, what is the group called again? The the Dependents? It's like Anonymous? the Codependency. Codependence Anonymous. Yeah. This girl is essentially talking about her boyfriend and saying like all the things that she doesn't like about him and, and like all, all the all the problems she's having and she's like and he likes Scott. Scott. They're like Scott is it Scott? Isn't that the one with all the horns? And yes. Like, no, it's so much deeper than that. It's so much more nuanced than that. And she goes, "Oh my god, like, I what, fucking sound like yes. him. I sound like him now." She's, she's like, like, "What are I saying?" Isn't that the one that's ninety percent horns? Yes. <laughs> she's like, well, so much more nuanced. Yes. And they brought it back a little bit with the next scene. So basically, like. Uh, Renfield goes after her boyfriend because that's how he gets his victims for Dracula. And they're playing Scott. Yeah, they're, they're playing, playing Scott, Scott which is so fucking funny. And then, like, later when the cops come to the crime scene, there's, like, these lyrics written on the side of the building and, and Rebecca's like, oh, my God, are those Scott well, lyrics? Well, and then the other cop goes, Scott's not dead? <laughs> and yeah. I was like, this is so great. Because yes. I think they should have made 90% of the soundtrack fucking ska, ska yes and then yes keep that theme going like like i think you mentioned we were we were talking yeah. about the show earlier you're like it would have been funnier if the the what, lobo what's yeah teddy lobo. teddy lobo yeah. if his character likes ska yes because then you could have had ska throughout the entire jokes yeah. running throughout the entire yeah, fucking show i would have loved it if like it was the final fight scene he's like hold on i gotta put on like my fight jams and, and it was it's, all ska, it's ska? Yes, right? Thank you. And that last final fight scene with him and Renfield was just like... And what if he just talked in like, you know, Real Big Fish lyrics? Like all the you. fucking time. Think, t- <laughs> Come on. You know the song I'm thinking of probably Real Big Fish, the big famous one? Like imagine that one playing yeah. behind that scene. Right? Right? So much better. Come on. So much better. You probably could have gotten Real Big Fish to be in the fucking movie. They 100% For like nothing. Have. For like, literally nothing. Yeah. You'd yeah. like, hey, do you You could have bought be? those songs for nothing. Yeah. But yeah, so they were great runners. I... I do think they missed it. Like, also, there's another one that I loved where there's this girl, Carol, in the codependency group who, like, every time she would start her story and it sounded oh so God. tragic, fucking Renfield kept, like, interrupting in the middle of it. Like, he, like, would burst through and be like, I am in a toxic relationship. And she's like, wow, fuck me. I guess, <laughs> yeah, I guess I'll never tell <laughs> me. They would just all turn to him and let him tell so his story. speak his story. He's like, okay, go ahead, sit down. Off. And, like, every time they kept cutting Carol off. Like, I think it happened, like, three times. And I was like, you know, you know so what would have been like gotten a huge laugh is if they had done it again after she had been resurrected. Yes, she tries to tell the story. Thank you. And they should have cut off. Thank you. I was doing the How? same thing. Had they done that at the end and brought it back, so good. So good. Yeah. So fucking like good. if she would have been like, guys, I also felt like when I came from the other side, and then just it's like immediate cut, cut off. off. Yeah. I I don't know why those it's 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 like it didn't go far enough. You know where I think the problem here is. Mm. I'm going to blame it on directing again. Oh, because. Yeah. We have we already have the director here as directing Tomorrow War, which was absolute shit. Ugh. Had way more problems than this film. Yes. I think some of these lines came from the writer of this show. Oh yeah. Because he actually has some very interesting writing credits to his name. So are we ready for this? I'm trying to look up his name because I don't remember off the top of my head, but it's the screenplay was by Ryan Ridley. He also wrote seventeen episodes of Rick and Morty. And two episodes of Solar Opposites. 
Oh. So. Well, that makes sense. He's very much in that same vein of humor. Yeah. And I feel like that's where the Scott jokes came from. Yep. That's probably where Rachel getting cut off came from. Yep. And to me, I think because of some of the things we're frustrated by, those scenes that were left in, mm-hmm. the, that drove the plot forward-ish, but didn't really continue yeah. those jokes which are the reason we're fucking watching yes exactly like we're not watching for plot because I don't give a shit. the you whole can... point of it like the the gangsters were so over the top it's so unrealistic but like i accepted that because i knew the movie was supposed to be silly and you could have saved money i didn't care i wouldn't have no. cared if any of those were named actors if any of those were faces i'd ever seen no. before i would not no. have cared also so my one last treasure i will say is the gore oh was thank you oh, i was fucking phenomenal we were in the same way, because yes. I was just yeah. thinking, I was like, that? It, oh, my God. Oh, my God. There's the a part. scene where Renfield kicks Lobo in the fucking gut, and literally his guts come out of his asshole. It was brilliant. And then another one where he rips this guy's arms off, and he's beating the Beat shit them. out of everyone with these fucking arms. And where he even, like, 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 almost like a javelin throws them into someone's fucking chest. He cuts a guy's arms off with a dull serving platter once. Like, yes. Oh, like, and then when he like kicks that one guy's head completely off of his body and then <laughs> flies into Teddy Lobo's car. So good. Like they did not shy on the blood, guts, and gore. And it, I think that's what elevates the film a little bit yes. as well. I mean, yeah. just, I mean, there had to have been buckets of fucking. Oh my God. Fake blood. So much. On that. It was everywhere. It yeah. was insane. It was amazing. And I love that like people kind of questioned it, but also like, not really. No. They were just like, oh, no. yeah. I mean, this was this was Peter Jackson's like <laughs> style horror. Well, I'm, I'm trying to think of the one fucking movie. It's oh uh, my god. Uh oh god, I wouldn't remember by the end of the show. But, I don't know, but blood and yeah. guts everywhere. Everywhere. Amazing. Uh, amazing. Yeah. 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 Outstanding. Well, who was had your favorite performance though in this film? Oh, I mean, come on, it's gonna be Nicolas Cage as <gasps> Dracula. Really? Yes. Did I you like have someone Nicolas else? Cage. I had Nicholas Holt. Like, oh, wow. I really like Nicholas Holt in this. I thought his Renfield rendition great. was great. Especially, you know what did it for me? I think it was the scene where he gets his own apartment. Oh. And yes. turns everything colorful. And he's wearing yes, that fucking pastel like, sweater. Pastel yeah. 70s style fucking sweater. And like, all the motivational posters. Oh, my God. The motivational. And that's Amazing. another missed joke. Honestly, another yes. fucking missed joke. Why wasn't that fucking everywhere? And also, why wasn't that referenced like a million times? He should have been saying constant quotes from the posters. Affirmations. Yes. He should have been saying, hey, hang in there. Like like the fucking cat. Yes. Oh, my God. Just keep going. Yeah. Yeah. Again, another missed opportunity. That's fine. They just need us on our writing staff. A hundred percent. And we would have been like, um, have you watched any other films? Yeah. (laughs) Do you even watch movies? (laughs) What about quotes, though? Because it had some memorable quotes. Oh my god! I mean, there's quite a few. Um, I I did love this one. So this is when they're doing their flashback scenes, which they filmed the flashbacks like the 1930s, like the original Dracula film, which I thought was brilliant. Oh, that's great. Um, so this is when like Dracula is being attacked by a vampire hunter and a priest, and Dracula's like trying to convince Renfield to save him, and he's like. He, you know, Dracula tells him, he's like, oh, like, I will always be there for you. And the vampire hunter's like, no, he's evil. And the priest is like, we will protect you. You have the word of the most trusted institution on earth, the Catholic Church. <laughs> 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 and I was like, oh, my God, that's fucking brilliant. Fucking brilliant. <laughs> oh, I, I do kind of love this one scene where it's Aquafina and... It's Renfield, and it's when he had saved her, but brings her back to her apartment. Oh, yes. She's like, what the fuck is happening right now? Like, why yeah. am I in your apartment? And he's like, 
oh, it's okay. No, I'm a normal person. Like, do you want some cookies? And she goes, I don't normally eat the cookies of strange men. And no, thank you. I don't want your murder, murder cookies. And I was yes. Like, it was so thank funny. you. I was like, yeah, accurate. 100% accurate. I would be the same way. I'd be like, well, I'm going to eat your fucking lace yeah, cookies. Because you're going to, you're going to like either drug me or kill me with yeah, your cookies. Yeah, of course. Um, I love it. So this part's like in the trailer, but the ending part is brilliant. So it's like Renfield is at his like anonymous meeting and he's like, my boss, he's different. And, someone's like you can't get him out of your head and he's like no and he's like oh you feel like he could destroy you with snap his fingers and he's like wouldn't even need to snap and then another one's like yeah that sounds familiar and then Renfield's like yeah what and this other guy goes he can control rats with his mind and then everyone just stops and Renfield kind of stares like well like you see him being like well actually yeah kind of and then um, Mark the group leader is like oh don't mind him he's on medication <laughs> <laughs> So I'm not the biggest fan of Aquafina, but she did have some of the funniest lines. One of the other lines that yeah. I did like in this is it's at the very end when they get done basically just murder stomping through fucking mm, oh the God, entire yes. gang and everyone's dead. And <laughs> she turns to Renfield and goes, okay, so you know how people say that, you know, I've seen this, but, you know, I've seen way worse. Mm-hmm. Everything I saw you do today is gonna be my way worse. <laughs> and I yes. was like, that was so good. Yes. After he's just like ripping people apart. Arms off. He's like stabbing people with arms. Oh my like. god, so good. There's another one that is also from the trailer, but also so funny is after their fight at the um restaurant, Rebecca's like, Thank you, you saved my life. Did I just watch you cut a guy with a or cut a guy's arms off with a decorative serving platter? And everyone feels like it's all in the wrist. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, it's so good. Oh. I, I think that's yeah. all I have written down. Oh, me. I have quite but, a few. Yes, what, what's another, give me another one. Um, so I love this one when he's... Okay, so this is when Dracula enters into the group after everything. And Mark's, who's the group leader, is like, would you like to introduce yourself to the group? And Dracula's like, I'm the prince of Wall- Wallachia. Some call me the dark one. Others, the lord of death. However, to most, I am simply known as... He gets interrupted by Renfield's boss. And he gets... <laughs> fucking pissed and like starts flying he's like i am dracula and then mark's like okay obviously we're dealing with a little bit more than just narcissism here like (laughs) um also i love this like ongoing thing of when uh renfield is with that ska band and they happen to be stealing all these drugs and so the entire time like renfield keeps trying to explain who he is because they're like oh you're not an assassin killer he's like no I'm a friend of Caitlyn's. And then he says it again when, like, that real assassin comes. And assassin's like, who the fuck are you? And he's like, I'm a friend of Caitlyn's. Like, <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. And then I love when um, Dracula and Renfield, like, Renf- this is when Dracula is, like, healing. And he's telling Renfield, he's like, no, I don't ask for much. He's like, just the blood of a few innocent people. And then he's like, you know, like, young young boys and young girls. And then Renfield's like, oh. And he's like, don't make it a sexual thing. (laughs) He's like, like, and a bus full of cheerleaders. Cheerleaders. And he goes, male, female, male or female Female. cheerleaders. Just don't make make it a sexual sexual thing. thing. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Amazing. And then... um, also, I love <laughs> this was like the very end when basically they're telling like Dracula, like they're going to send him to hell. And he's like, I wish to spend the season in hell where all the amusing people are. <laughs> I lo- best line by Nicolas Cage in this movie, like easily. It was hilarious. So also, the fact that they make that that circle out of cocaine. Oh, because yes. they're like trying to figure out like what kind of powder will make this. Was it a peace circle or it, they it's call a, it something? It's like some sort of like trap circle. Trap circle. Yeah. And they're like, like you, containment. You, it's a containment. Containment circle. circle. Yeah. They like, use a specific powder or dust combination. And he's like, 
What'd you make that out of? Yeah. I just use cocaine. cocaine. And he's like, what? She's like, yeah. I uh, actually looked on, was it Wiccan? <laughs> oh, which which week? <laughs> no, it's Wiccan Facebook or Wiccan, something? Yeah, Wiccan we- uh, Wiki? Something like no, that? No, it's Wiccan and then I think like Google or Wikipedia. No, something. It was one of those. I think it's like Wiccan Facebook. She's like, I just went on Wiccan, like, because it's like Wiccan the Witch. She's like, Facebook. She's like, actually, you can use any powder. You just have to actually say these like s- spell right words. words. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Fucking hilarious. Amazing. Yeah. Uh, well, Jane, the time has come. Where do you actually rate this film? So for me, this is a gem. I know you might probably rate it lower, but I thought it was just, it was thoroughly enjoyable. It's of that caliber to me where it mixes horror and comedy and action all in the same boat. Like I could see myself rewatching it. I could see myself quoting this. So yeah, I think like this was a fun movie. It's a gem for me. Honestly, I wanted this movie to be a treasure. I think that's where my disappointment lies. I, I wanted bit, this to be an yeah. immortal film, but this is just a gem and, and one that I may end up forgetting because I don't know that I'll actually be quoting this all that much oh. with folks. I think also because I don't think most of my my friends are going to be watching, watching this either, it. Yeah, so that's it probably true. won't be a movie I can quote every day, <laughs> but it's still enjoyable enough. I mean, the performances that we get from Nicolas Cage, from Nicholas Holt are amazing. They're, yeah. they're outstanding. And honestly, yes. I wish the entire film was probably just the two of them. Like, I'd watch yeah. that film. If they if they cast something else and oh were my God. like, well, Nick and Nick are in this, I'd be like, absolutely. They actually did a movie together. They played father and son in did they? The Weatherman. Yeah. The Weatherman. I've looked this up. I don't even know what this is. What? You, I know you've seen The Weatherman. I don't know that I have. Oh, my God. This is, hey, how many years ago are we talking about? This is old. But like, are we talking like Nicholas Holt is like a teenager? This is 2005. Oh, wow. Um, and then this is, yeah, it says, Chicago weatherman separated from his wife and children debates whether professional and personal success are mutually exclusive. You've never seen this movie? I don't, I don't know what this it's is. It's like kind of one of his like indie, a little bit more retrospective oh, films. Like, I do recognize the cover now that you're showing me. I, yeah. I could not tell you anything about this film, though. Oh, my God. Yeah, yeah it has no. um, Hope Davis, Nicholas Holt again as his son. Michael Caine is in it. Um, yeah. Wild. Yeah. Wild. So this is kind of a little reunion of sorts. Father, father and son. No, you know, Jacqueline and Renfield. Well, there you go. <laughs> maybe, maybe we'll see them again in the future then. <laughs> Let's hope. Anyway, well, you know, there's some good, there's some bad, but, you know, there's worse things you can probably go see in theaters. Oh, so for sure. If you're looking for something to watch, you should probably go watch Renfield. It's now playing in a theater near you. Let me explain. My boss gave me this power. In return, I tend to his needs, including care, feeding. You bring in people to eat? You're like the guy that gets the villain's postmates. But if you were to stop focusing on his needs, what would happen? He won't grow to full power. Exactly. He won't grow to full power. What? That's so weird. Why would you phrase it like that? But yes. Once again, our movie this week was Renfield. It's playing now in theaters. Jade, you know, I, I just read one more thing uh, oh. about, uh, I feel like we're really getting into industry news now on the yeah. show. Yeah. There's some upcoming new TV series slash reboots of films Ugh. coming up. Several, but I'm going to name one because I know you're you're a fan of I'm this. I'm over it. Amazon Prime, it's rumored. I don't think it's a rumor. I think they just announced it, actually. It's, it's actually been signed. It's going to be rebooting both film and TV, Legally Blonde. Gross. Uh, I hate it. But but because no. we don't have the the stink of uh, J.K. Rowling on a series like this, oh, yes, do you think we see a return of it maybe? Just, 
it doesn't fucking matter. Like, yeah. there's rumors that they're going to redo Mean Girls. There's rumors that they're going to... Yeah. Re- you know what I mean? Like, why? Why? Because why are we in this fucking you- era of constantly redoing shit? Like, oh, why? I, I can tell you why. Especially because- when stuff is only, like, 20 to 30 years old. Because now, now that most of these... You think about it. Most of these movies that we're talking about rebooting were all very popular when we were in, what, our teens? Our early 20s? It was maybe 20 years ago. Yeah. Maybe. But that's because that. the people that they're hoping watch it are us. Because they we think go, that there's, I like that thing. No, no, no. They think there's enough nostalgia to bring it back. But yes. it's not old enough to bring it back. Nor does it need to be remade when like all the actors are still alive and well. Like, you I know think what that's I mean? the point, though. Because then they can get them to come back and no. do those little, the little like, you no, know. No, you can't do a cameo. Not cameo. No. 100%. No. I, I guarantee you that if they no. reboot Legally Blonde, that Disgusting. Reese Witherspoon is going to have no. some kind of. Trash. Yeah. I hate it. <laughs> Throw it away. You just hate when people redo things, Shane? No. <laughs> I loved Jumanji. Jumanji was great. Like, you know what I mean? Like, there's... See, I wanted to hate Jumanji and then it was actually really fucking good. But that's because when you look at the original Jumanji, like... Well, that's because it, it was a reboot, but what would you, what would be the term for that? Because it was a reboot, but it's not the same movie. They didn't do it shot for shot or, like, the same story. Completely different film. It's yeah, basically... Film. It's not so much as a reboot. That was actually a continuation because they did tie into True. the fact that it had happened previously. So this was just a continuation of the actual Jumanji story. But then, like... But it felt like it was a reboot, right? Because it was... We're redoing it. It's kind of the same... What I don't understand is like, here's, I agree with that a little bit more because it gives you a, the flexibility to bring in a whole new cast Mm -hmm. without disrupting what has come before. Yes. And two, it gives you the flexibility to still tell a familiar story. Yes. Yet, you don't have to follow the same exact formula from the one, because a reboot is so fragile, I feel like. It is. If you you have to do enough nostalgia to get the people who like the first one to come back, yeah, and not piss them off, but you have to create a story that's m- modern in some way. What I mean by that is, yeah, being told for audiences today, not audiences twenty. Yeah, years Yeah, because ago. when you're looking at Legally Blonde through the lens of today, I don't think it, it could exist. You know what I mean? Like the computer thing. That's you know that that entire series of like her showing up with a notebook, but everyone has a computer, and then she has to go to the store to buy a computer, but she buys the cute, pretty MacBook rather than the ugly black books that everyone else has. <laughs> but like you know what I mean? But like, but that's not a thing anymore. That's doesn't exist. Everyone has a computer now. You wouldn't show up to college without a computer. Versus like, but that, but that was an integral part of the story is because she never had to use a computer in her previous classes because of the era of the time that it was in. Well, and I think that's why, I mean, Scream and horror movies are a little bit different, but I think that's why Scream has been so successful because mm-hmm. they've updated the storyline. Yes. Even when they've, quote, rebooted or that's not reboot. It, it's they're a requels. Requels. They created requels for these and yeah. they updated the technology and updated the yeah. story for modern audiences while still staying but, true yeah, to because if you look at it through a 2023 lens the whole idea was no one took her seriously because she was a fashion design major but in 2023 if you say i'm a fashion design major people are going to take you seriously they're going to look at you because and go, there are people actually making careers out of that exactly like and, people from college and, and exactly and that's the thing is we it's a different lens today there's also like the sororities are so different today and also like the concept of that kind of like New England rich, like we still have that, but like also no one's really getting engaged in college anymore. You know, remember? I mean, well, if you go to BYU. Maybe. <laughs> Jesus fucking Christ. Yeah. But not at Harvard. You know what I mean? No, like no, no. you're not looking at most college students today aren't getting engaged 
in college, you know. Isn't that weird? Did you ever know a couple that was like engaged or getting married in college? Like not not like older people that were like in their 30s, but like My age, people yeah. that were your age. But they were like trashy. It was weird, right? It was always fucking weird. Yeah. Yeah. I know people that were like, we're getting married. I'm like, you're like 21. Like, yeah. What are you doing? Like you're like a baby. You're like, what you're, are you? Your feet. You know nothing about, <laughs> yeah, anything. Like I think about it now and I'm like, if I would have gotten married back then, holy fucking shit. Like absolutely yeah. not. Yeah. So... But yeah, I don't know. That's the thing. It's like, I'm like, but it works because of the era it was in. Like, I feel the same way about Mean Girls. Like, it works because there wasn't social media. 100%. A lot of films in the early 2000s and in the mid to late 90s only work because cell phones weren't widely available and social media wasn't widely available. Exactly. Every every one of those films now has gaping plot holes. Exactly. Because you're like, yeah, if you just had a cell phone, it, you could have text. Solved. Or, yeah. Because yeah. like Mean Girls, they had cell phones, but there wasn't no social media. And that's where all the that, bullying of today would be. It wouldn't be in person. It would be percent. on social media. And, and if they'd you, have to change that. They'd, they'd have, have to change, change it. You'd have to. In which case... It would be a different movie. Exactly. And now, bullying is a completely different conversation oh than it was... When Mean Girls came out. Exactly. That's why I'm like, there's just certain things that just don't make sense. Like, I'm totally fine if they want to do it like a requel. I enjoy this concept of the requel. Like, Jumanji is really like a requel. The screen movies are requels. I'm like, if you want to do it as a requel, I think that's great. I think take the same story make it different but we're using different characters you know we're we're kind of rethinking it a little bit can we maybe like little tone down the tina fey in the next one because it yeah. there are parts where you kind of look at it and you're like cringe she's racist well, right? a little to. bit i think modern day mean girls would be cool but it can't be the same movie and it can't be the same characters no like if they did modern day mean girls with new girls sure like oh no you can't no there's yeah. no way they're gonna reboot Mean Girls and bring back Lindsay Lohan like well no but ooh, I mean but I mean like Lindsay it wouldn't be Katie and Regina oh, and yeah, Karen yeah, yeah, yeah. and I agree yeah. different yeah. names it have to be different, different high people yeah. yeah and same with like Legally Blonde I would almost love it if it was like her daughter the, I was just gonna say could you imagine like Lindsay Lohan is the cool mom I'm I'm oh cool mom. no I'm talking about <laughs> Legally Blonde like oh, if yeah, it yeah. was like Reese oh I see you're saying yeah if it was That'd like awesome. her yeah, and who does she end up with does she I don't fucking remember. Yeah, no, she does. She does marry um, uh, Luke Wilson. Yeah, his character. Oh, okay. Cause, yeah, because they were engaged in the first one, and then they got married in the second one. That was the whole thing, is they were supposed to get married at Fenway, I believe. I think I watched the first one. I don't know if I watched any of the Anyways, other yeah. but it would be great if, like, they had a kid, and now their daughter is, like, going to school. And I think it would actually be cute if it was, like, she was like, oh, like, I'm not going to be a lawyer like my parents. But then something happens and she's like. Someone's going to listen to this episode and they, you're going to see it. And you're going to be like, I fucking, I, this, I knew this it. is me. This is this me. me. I, I, <laughs> I did this. I said I it. This. I said it first. Reese yeah. Witherspoon's assistant's like listening to this podcast. And then she's like, <laughs> Reese, I've got this amazing that? idea. <laughs> One of our like 25 <laughs> listeners is like <laughs> Reese Witherspoon's assistant. She's like, this is such a good fucking idea. I listen idea. to this great podcast. <laughs> no, she doesn't even say that. She just presents it as her yeah, own. She's like, her own. Uh, I yeah. was thinking the other day, Reese, I've got this great idea. So you have a few minutes of your time. She poppy whited it. Yeah, like poppy <laughs> fucking whited it. <laughs> Actually, she has this kill. Like, yeah, deletes yeah. our entire podcast. Yeah. She never wants anyone to know. Yeah. That's- <laughs> Heard of your first, folks. Oh, my God. Oh, well, anyway, uh, mm. switching gears, Jade, what are we going to be watching next week? So we're going to be watching the indie film Flux Gourmet. This is available on Amazon Prime. This is set in an institute devoted to culinary and alimentary performance. A collective finds themselves embroiled in power struggles, artistic vendettas, and gastrointestinal disorders. I'm really excited because <laughs> this has Asa Butterfield, 
also Gwendolyn Christie from Game of Thrones mm-hmm. and most recently from Wednesday. Yes. Asa Butterfield, for those who don't know, probably most well known for what would you say? Sex, like, education, sex education recently. Probably like Hugo when he was younger. Yeah, I was gonna say Hugo. Ender's Game, Boy in the Striped Pajamas. Oh, Ender's Game. I forgot he was in Ender's Game. I don't yeah, know why. he's Ender. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, look at that. Oh, yeah. and then of course, the last movie we reviewed, uh, Your Christmas or Mine. Oh, yeah. And Choose or Die. We also review that. We've done a lot of Ace of Butterfield on this show, apparently. But I'm kind of excited for this. Like, this got a little bit of buzz uh, last year. Mm -hmm. And it kind of fizzled out. So I'm wondering if it was just too nuanced Mm -hmm. or not good enough to get out of the European film circuit and, like, Mm, really circulate here for award season. I'm a little bit excited though. Like I like weird. I think it's going to be interesting. Things. Yeah, yeah. The, the trailer is a little bizarre. It's intriguing. Yeah. Where's the streaming right now? Uh, so this is now available on Hulu, and so if yeah. you want to watch it between now and next week, you can go on Hulu and watch it. But Jade, where can folks find us between now and next week? You can follow us on all of our socials. We are on TikTok, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter as Our Taste Is Trash. You can also find us on our website, OurTasteIsTrash.com. Come back next week when we review Flux Gourmet. It's streaming on Hulu. To get ourselves a treat.